Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. We're hustling. <laughs> I came into the studio. I could hear Scott uh, uh, panting and sighing, but I couldn't see him, which meant he was on the floor, which meant one of two things. He was either fixing something or he had wiped out and was down there in pain. I decided to opt for that back up. That's to, my bad. To, to go for uh, scenario number one, and uh, luckily for everybody, that turned my out to be fault. the case. I messed with his area earlier this morning. I didn't hear the messing. keyboard back up. Oh, you're messing okay. with Scott's area. Yeah, I heard that that that, that had gone on. I'm sure that at the time it was an emergency. Was it ever? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but but things are back the way they're supposed to be. Well, no, uh, it's still not. Well, that one's not working. Uh, worked fine for me. Keyboard or mouse? Keyboard. Worked fine. I know you're looking at it. Feel free to, at any point in time to come over here and start no, banging on my no, keyboard, no. Steve, because it works fine. Did you tell her that? She can come in and play with it all she wants as well. She can bang well, on my keyboard, okay. too. I mean, Meaning the keyboard. Let's wait until after 1030 for keyboard, that. Please. Okay. Is, we're talking about... We're talking about uh, you, keyboards. You opened the door. <laughs> you lobbed that softball right there, Corey. Oh, you lobbed an earlier one with the description of me writhing around on the floor making noise. Well, it, 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 you were, and I and, and for a moment I'm like, I go. At first, I was like, he's down there fixing something, or he's fallen over and he's in pain down there. Help! I can't get up. That's what I would have said. I would have said, I've fallen and I can't, can't get, get up. up. Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome to Super Tuesday, everybody. Thanks, medic alert. Uh, Today's the day that 14 states uh, will decide uh, who their uh, candidates are for presidents. Uh, big primary day, perhaps the biggest primary day when it comes to the Democrat Party who have decided to throw their weight behind Joe Biden over the last couple of days uh, in an effort to stop Bernie Sanders. This is an interesting story that's unfolding in front of us uh, today. You've essentially got the DNC versus Bernie now with uh, candidates stepping aside over the weekend. Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, Tom Steyer uh, coming out for uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Beto O'Rourke also coming out uh, for Joe Biden. Uh, you've still got uh, Mike Bloomberg lurking there and uh, El Elizabeth Warren, but how are they going to do today versus uh, a, a Bernie machine that is uh, ahead of everybody right now, except for Biden following his first uh, primary win of his life uh, over the weekend uh, in South Carolina, and it was a big one. He won by quite a bit and gained a lot of momentum. So will that momentum be realized today, or 
can that level of momentum not be sustained on a big day like Super Tuesday? Uh, there are some predictions out there that I will share with you uh, at the uh, end of the show on the back half. Uh, so we'll dig into what this means, the DNC versus Bernie, and what they're banking on happening, but I don't know that it even can. We'll get into it on the uh, back half of today's show. But first things first, here with all the latest from around the uh, tri-states this morning. Say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. The city of Quincy has increased spending over the last five years on fixing roads, but the city's engineering director says it should be spending even more. Quincy City Council last night heard from Engineering Director Jeff Conte about what the city should spend on road repairs and what it has spent. In a presentation, Conte said that the city on average has spent about $2.8 million a year to repair streets, sidewalks, and alleys. Should have been spending nearly $8 million. After the meeting, Conte said over the past five years, the road repair budget has increased. We're still having uh, probably more streets are falling into disrepair than uh, we'd like to. Uh, but we're certainly improving, and actually for the last five years, we've been improving our spending and getting more projects done. So we, we definitely like the trend, and we want to see it continue. That spending in the past five years has gone from 2 to $6 million for roads. In addition of the $33 million raised in last year's bond issue for capital improvements, Conti says $9 million of that will go toward roads that the engineering department rates as poor. Mayor Kyle Moore said an increasing spending on road repairs and implementing the capital improvement plan he and Alderman heard residents loud and clear. That's the number one request that we get from constituents. I said this in the state of the city. I think you've seen the results that your elected officials heard you loud and clear that we've doubled the investments uh, in uh, infrastructure the last six years. But here we're going to have this $33 million program that's actually going to be more than I think the previous five or six capital budgets combined. Conti also revealed that $1 million in sidewalk repairs in the city will start today. Work on repairing alleys will start in late April. City's engineering department says that it's closed North 12th Street between Chestnut and Cherry, and that will stay closed through Thursday. That's so two water services can be installed in the area. You're asked to drive carefully near the construction work zone and to use an alternate travel route. The head of the Great River Economic Development Foundation says his group will try to entice residents of Puerto Rico to Quincy to solve the city's labor shortage. Hearing yesterday on WTAD's Mary Griffith Show, Executive Director Marcel Wagner said that in the aftermath of Hurricane Maria in 2017, citizens there need jobs and Quincy factories and hospitals need workers. He hopes to launch a trade mission to Puerto Rico soon to recruit islanders to make their permanent home in Quincy. Wagner says that Puerto Ricans who are U.S. citizens could solve our labor shortage. To, to look at, at housing, to look at schools, to look at churches, to look at all those things that we have described on the LiveQuincy.com website, um, that that would make them permanent residents. I, I had about 60 people work for me in, in my facility in Philadelphia in the manufacturing business. These are great employees. Um, and so uh, from my perspective, uh, I think having them become permanent residents here in our region, uh, I think it helps us with our diversity and inclusion. When you have new groups come in uh, that are successful, it helps us bring additional people in that are more that can be successful here. So I think we need to really look at at permanent uh, positions. Wagner says helping those Puerto Ricans make the permanent move to Quincy would require a great deal of one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's why Gretif says it's also starting a personal concierge service to include and acclimate new residents. Gretif recently changed its focus to employee attraction and workforce retention. You can hear the full interview with Marcel Wagner in the podcast section of WTAD.com. 
Changes are in store for a longtime Quincy church and school that has uh, been in the area for over 150 years. The Diocese of Springfield in Illinois says that Franciscan priests will no longer serve at St. Francis Solanus Parish and School. A spokesman for the school says that uh, parishes have been eliminated throughout the country due to the shortage of Franciscans. Father Don Plazer says there were 800 Franciscans in the province when he entered the order. There are only 150 left as well. And uh, the Diocese of Springfield said in a statement that St. Francis Solanus Parish and School will stay open. And the diocese is already working on identifying resources to replace the Franciscans. And an Adams County School District says that starting this fall, it will close early one day a week to help its teachers help students. The Basin School District said Monday in a letter to parents that starting with a new school year, it will be taking part in Professional Learning Communities, or PLC, every Wednesday. The district says that PLC is, quote, an opportunity for staff, teachers, and student support staff to talk collaboratively about students' academic progress, behavior, social-emotional issues, and anything else that can get in the way of student learning, end quote. They say the goal is to provide immediate intervention and support. The plan is to hold one-hour PLCs every Wednesday, which means school will be dismissed at 2 p.m. every Wednesday. Buses will be running one hour early. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our Twitter pages and our Facebook and all that other wonderful social media stuff. So, more money, more money, more money for roads. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is to uh, add on or extend the current plan of fixing specific roads and intersections uh, that's already in place. Well, there's two things. There is the um, there is the uh, annual the five year plan that they do, and then there's the thirty three million dollar bond that uh, for sewers and streets as okay. well. So those are two different things. So. so roads out front, and then sidewalks, like we uh, heard, and then after that alleys. Right, and the and the reason for the alleys is because they do that kind of a hot mix, and they've got to basically wait for it to get warmer weather mm. for okay. that. So All right. That's why the way till April. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Mm-hmm. And uh, very quickly, we've got a, a playoff game night tonight, Steve. Yeah, Blue Devil basketball, their first game of the postseason against your old high school. Quade's uh, high school, Edwardsville. Yeah. Like to be a Tiger. Um, and they're playing this where? In Edwardsville, so you got home field advantage, home court advantage. Home court. Are they playing it uh, at Edwardsville High School, or is this a... It says at Edwardsville, Quade. Just at Edwardsville. All right, Rob. Guess that's at EHS. Then. I would guess. It. Don't right. they have a new facility? Well, they, you say new facility. That not. I don't think they have a new gymnasium. Oh, I, Steve. By the way, Steve is impressed with the uh, the sports facilities at Edwardsville. I High drove School. by there a couple of years ago. My gosh, they spent the money down and, there. And uh, he's right to be impressed. It's far beyond what it was when I was in school. <laughs> far well, beyond. Same at Q&D for me, too. It's far beyond Please, what it was uh, that, when I was that, out there. Yeah, that athletic complex that you drove by. You have the high school on one side. You have the athletic complex on the other side of the, the uh, well, road there. Well, I think the real public service that you could do right now, Quaid, is for those folks who are traveling down to the game tonight is to identify any fine eating establishments that uh, would be nearby. There are many. I didn't know Shannon's place was still open there. Shannon's, uh, Mike Shannon has yeah. a place in Edwardsville. I uh, saw that over the weekend. And my mother-in-law wants to fight about the rights to Mike Shannon because I tell her that he spends uh, a whole ton of time in Quincy these days. And she's like, no, Mike Shannon belongs to Edwardsville. <laughs> 
I, I, I Quincy you, has you, a claim to him on You a might level. want to tell his wife that. Yeah. Uh, yes. So <laughs> my my mother-in-law not ready to let go of Mike Shannon. Yes, you got Mike Shannon. You got a Dewey's Pizza. Uh, you've got, uh, I believe, Peel Pizza yeah, is there as well. Too. There's, there are plenty of por, por, portillos. Yes, although I believe we called it portillos, but yeah, sure. That's fine. That's um, fine. You, you've also, if you I went go, with the European pronunciation, if you want to go, well, this is this is Middle America, <laughs> <laughs> where where. It's not Cairo. It's Cairo. It's yes. not Versailles. It's Versailles. Yes. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, also, if you want to go old school, right by the the uh, not you could see it from the high school in the athletic complex. There's an Emos Pizza if you want to, you know, go for the guilty pleasure. Sure. Sure. Which uh, which I have done uh, on traversing to Edwardsville. And who can blame you? And on the way back, yeah, Steve. Steve. My wife hates that place, so we don't ever get to go there. I like it. All right. All right. That's why they closed up Quincy. She wouldn't buy it. Here's the thing. You can you, here's the, the Quincy one had the, the bonus of having, at the, especially the Ted Drews. You can get the custard at, at, at the Emos here in town. Yeah. That's the double bonus for people who grew up in the St. Louis area. All you need is that and toasted ravioli, and you're set for life. Uh, you could get toasted ravs at Emos, and I would encourage you, if you're going down, to get, don't just get pizza. Don't just get a pie or two. Get toasted ravs. But you know you're a true St. Louis, and is because when you go to a wedding, you get to have muscacholi. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you're a true St. Louis. Uh, by the way, at our house, that's called Mister Choli because <laughs> a young quidditle couldn't say couldn't say it properly. That's how it came out. So it is forever Mister Choli. Are you getting free food for all these commercials at our house? For, uh, no, I'm not. I, you know, it's a good point. I should. <laughs> there should be should be something, a gift card or something that floats yeah, its way uh, up here from uh, from the Metro East area. All right, uh, coming up on the back half of the show, it's Super Tuesday. Uh, it's an interesting day. We'll know more about what to look for in the fall once today's votes have been counted. But uh, the DNC is already at work behind the scenes, and that work began. Uh, this past weekend. We'll get into it next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Yelp has a nice list of restaurants. Little fans, listen up to consume uh, in the Edwardsville Glen Carbon area. But you're going to be if you're going to be at the high school, you're going to be closer to. Not that you're that far from Glen Carbon, but but uh, just I, that's where I would point you the direction of the, the list is long and delicious. Uh, if you're going to be heading to the uh, Metro East uh, tonight for the Blue Devils and Tiger Game, which gets underway Wednesday, seven thirty. 7.30 for the tip. They're the second game, though, so that's it's, flexible. Yeah, okay. could be yeah. later. All right. won't tune, be any earlier, but it could be later. Just tune in and know that it'll be starting uh, within that yeah. particular time window. All right. Welcome back to the News Roundtable. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It's Super Tuesday. There are 14 states voting. 
for their uh, party's uh, presidential candidates. Everybody's focused on the Democrats because, well, Donald Trump is the sitting president. California, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, Virginia, North Carolina, Minnesota, Maine, Vermont, and Massachusetts all heading to the polls today. Over the weekend, the DNC decided to consolidate their power. We've, we've talked about this before. They don't want Bernie getting the nomination. Uh, they made sure of this four years ago, and it looks like they're trying to make sure of it now. Over the weekend and as of yesterday, Mayor Pete, Amy Klobuchar, Tom Steyer decided to wave the white flag and throw their support behind Joe Biden, which I think is interesting. Uh, Beto O'Rourke showed up at uh, Joe Biden's event in Houston to throw his support behind the former vice president as well. It's an interesting and I guess predictable if you look at four years ago as the uh the, the template um for the DNC does not want Bernie being the guy even though i think uh their beliefs aren't too terribly far apart i think uh socialism on a certain level is okay with the DNC but here's the thing if bernie's in charge they're not and uh that's what they they can't abide is having bernie who technically isn't a democrat but he does caucus with them. Uh, he is running in the Democrat primary, but Bernie himself is not uh, a Democrat. And I find it fascinating that uh, the DNC thinks that Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar and Tom Steyer, by throwing their support behind Joe Biden, that all of their supporters are just going to follow suit. Uh, some probably will. But I think uh, Mayor Pete's ideology is certainly closer to Bernie's than it is Joe Biden's. Um, in making his statement uh, about getting out of the race, Mayor Pete actually kind of spoke to uh, what how he was different than Bernie and Joe without using their names. Uh, so I find it fascinating that they're all throwing their weight behind Biden, and it only uh, it gives a kind of tip of the cap, a nod towards the DNC being behind uh, it all. Because at this point in time, why not hang on? Until a potential contested convention, if you're just lurking on the outskirts, why not press on until Milwaukee? Unless the DNC doesn't want you to press on until Milwaukee. Today also will be the first test for Mike Bloomberg, who has not been on the ballots previously, but has been spending crazy amounts of money. And if you've been online, you know this, because you can't go to a website or watch an online video without a Mike Bloomberg ad coming up every I 90 seconds. I get things done. That's they are everywhere. Yes. yes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Bloomberg does uh, in today's uh, voting as well. Uh, is the DNC banking on a contested convention? Uh, if Bernie does well enough today in the two biggest states, and that would be California and Texas, can he be caught? There's so many delegates up for grabs in those two states, could he push himself to an area where he couldn't be caught? That's kind of the question that is uh, on on the docket for uh, today. Uh, also, interestingly, to, to, to if, if you believe, as you'll hear Rush say on these airwaves, that the mainstream media and the DNC are essentially one entity, 
you have Chris Matthews all of a sudden, uh, quote-unquote, retiring, even though I think he was forced uh, to leave, after essentially pointing to the fact that Bernie is more or less unstoppable right now. And he that, that wasn't why. Well, the the magic word Nazi gets thrown out there, but he was. And and is it that. the best? And is it the best analogy to use? No, there are certainly others you could use. Well, but I don't think he was calling Bernie a Nazi, not the, at all. There was that, and there were also the fact that he made suggestive remarks to a guest on a recent show. Oh well, if there's a sexual thing, well, sure, fine. Yeah. If that all of a sudden yeah. is what Chris Matthews did that was uh, over the line. Fine. There are people out there trying to equate it to the Nazi thing, and in that uh, argument, context matters. Now, predictions. Uh, Craig Robinson, the Iowa Republican, who's been on this show several times, has his predictions that he made uh, about 20 minutes ago, uh, for about half an hour ago, for today's uh, elections. Uh, he says that uh, Joe Biden will win Alabama, that Joe will win American Samoa. Craig's even including American Samoa. He thinks that Joe will win Arkansas, but he thinks Bernie gets California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, and Minnesota. He thinks Joe will win North Carolina. He thinks Mike Bloomberg takes Oklahoma. Uh, He predicts Joe will win Tennessee, that Bernie will win Texas, Utah, Vermont, and that Joe will take Virginia. The delegate count is what matters after that. Stay tuned. Right now, it's the DNC versus Bernie and a possible contested convention. And the chaos that we had talked about previously for Milwaukee, if there's a contested convention, chaos will be the result in ways that we don't want. And by we, I mean the American people. Stay tuned. Welcome to Super Tuesday. That's the Tuesday edition of the News Roundtable. Tomorrow, we're going to have... Uh, Senate candidates, Tom Tartar, joining us on the show. He's in the Republican primary uh, to take on Dick Durbin later this year. So we'll talk with him on the Wednesday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be here at 10. You should be, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.